I wonder, are they going to be able to grow ganja in the colony on Mars? As far as I can tell, you should be able to grow anything that you can grow down here. You're just going to grow it in a, like a biodome. This is episode number 33. Hey, hey, it's Vin. Where you been? I missed you. I'm glad you made it back. Don't go anywhere. It's about to get real in here. So just lay back and chill. Cleanse your mind, body, and soul for the next 17 minutes. Here are your hosts, LaFool and A. I'm hoping that Elon Musk is going to sign on to that. They make their own laws up there. They might have some of those old prohibitions up on board there. Be like, we're not growing that damn devil's weed up here. First off, there's no devil on the Mars, number one. Number two, it needs carbon dioxide, which you can just make little pipes from outside to come in. And then it will produce oxygen for you guys. And you get buds. Plus, who knows how good the buds would be on Mars. So that's my thing. I, that would be the one reason I want you to go so that you can tell me how it is, even though you don't smoke it, but you can grow it and you can get others high. Hi. Want to get high? Want to get high? <laughs> so let's talk about ganja back on Earth. But actually, let's let's transition. Um, uh, what were my options again? Joe Rogan. Let's see. There was Joe Rogan. Uh, crypto, politics, hollow earth. What if I'm right and all planets are hollow? That means that they might actually search for a opening on Mars. At the same time, if they find that Mars is hollow, maybe we really do have a hollow earth. Maybe rather than going into space, we should look at the interior of our earth, which hasn't been destroyed by climate change which can preserve us from a meteor strike. I have no problem with that. Like, why rocket people off of the planet if you could potentially make use of the planet that you're on? We know very little about what is below the crust of the Earth. Could be all kinds of interesting things. I watched, uh, it wasn't Ancient Aliens, but it was equivalent to that type of programming, right? So... Not 100% necessarily, maybe a little clickbaity, but they were talking about the four corners of the United States uh, here uh, in the Southwest, where many of the Native peoples have stories. Their origin stories are of their people rising up from the inside of the earth. They have later stories about tunnels not man-made tunnels, but natural caverns that go long distances and that they could use to travel from one location to the other. So I'm totally open to having something like that as a possibility. How deep those caverns go, I don't know. I'm, I'm guessing that's all still just within the crust of the earth and it doesn't go down deeper to where you like to imagine things happening. Certain societies have lost knowledge, like those who built the pyramids that knowledge was lost for thousands of years, um, or at least hundreds of years. When Rome was built, they had all these canals and reservoirs and that stuff, and that knowledge was lost. 
So it tells me that there is a possibility there was a civilization that had connections with the center of the earth, but that knowledge was lost. In modern times, we keep looking out, we keep looking away, but I think maybe we should just try to look into the center again and at least seek if we fail in the center of the earth, it's much easier to come to the surface than it is to get back from another planet. <laughs> it's true. It's very, very true. Mars, it seems to perhaps be easier to grow things on the surface of the planet in biodomes, although I don't know what happens with the radiation there. Most of our life on this planet requires some contact with the sun for that particular light spectrum. So I don't know how you solve that on the interior of the earth. But again, that's just like going to Mars. It's like, well, here's here's a problem and throw your best problem solvers at it and come up with a couple of solutions and test them, which is what all of the Mars people are doing. I think you could certainly do that with a with the hollow earth idea. While they're testing that for the Mars missions, they need to take a good look at cannabis again because besides producing CO2, Cannabis also helps to alleviate radiation. The plant itself absorbs the radiation? They planted it in certain areas where it was high radiation, and the plant managed to somehow reduce it out of the soil. So when they went back and tested the soil, it wasn't as irradiated as it had been prior to the cannabis growing there. Exactly. Well, that's cool. It should at least be considered and studied for the Mars Project. Radiation is a concern. Elon Musk said he wasn't that concerned about it. So I would say it's a low-level concern. Plus, in the end, you can always eat the seeds from it. Right. Of course, you can make material out of it, too, because it does hemp fiber is very strong and very durable. Yeah, that's why I think it would be fantastic to have it as one of the crops. Obviously, they're looking at how they can pull water and minerals out of the soil on Mars and turn that into some kind of usable building material. Certainly all of that kind of thing would be a lot easier here on planet Earth because we already know the minerals that exist here and how to use them. We don't necessarily know the total quantity of things that are available to us up there, right? You want to know what's there so that you can plan to make a best use of it. And we have some idea what's on Earth and just underneath the surface of the Earth. The deeper you go, the more you find like diamonds. But we don't really know what's beyond that. So we might even find that there's more minerals of use and we know there's plenty of water in the center. I'm not sure, but I believe a lot of this is undrinkable. But again, that water can be processed. So you have water and you have um, minerals for res other resources. As far as growing food goes, I, I don't really know how that portion would work. Some theories suggest that there is like a light source in the hollow earth. And maybe it just alters. I mean, we don't really know that much about plants and life. We know that the sun does provide the right light spectrums for plants to grow, but we don't really know if that's the only way plants grow. I can't imagine that there haven't been research projects where you removed the sun's spectrum and then tried, you know, radio frequencies to grow plants or uh, ultraviolet or anything on the two sides of the spectrum. I would question to what degree it's really been done. I think that a lot more studying could be done. I mean, I don't think we've ever tried to use antimatter to grow light. What are you talking about? So what is it called? When you remove all light, there's a spectrum that's there. I can't think of what it's called at the top of my head. 
visible light, the light that our physiology has adapted to actually do the thing that we call seeing, is very small spectrum compared to all of the other energy that is out there. So uh, some of the other things that we're probably familiar with are outside the quote-unquote visible light spectrum are going to be um, ultraviolet and x-rays, and then you've got gamma rays. And then on the other side, going toward the red shift, you've got radio waves, microwaves, and infrared. Visible light is like a tiny, tiny part of all of the light energy happening in the universe. Yeah. So... And who knows? It's interesting. I think that we're going to manage to establish a colony on a foreign planet before we ever really investigate if there's anything in a hollow Earth. What about the bottom of the seafloors? Do you think it would ever be possible to build structures there and exist? You go down there and you want to build a structure, you've got to be able to build a structure that isn't going to get crushed immediately. I imagine that would be fairly complicated to do. More complicated than going to another planet. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I wonder between the extremes, with hollow earth being left out of the conversation for right now, but to build a colony on the bottom of the ocean floors versus Mars versus the moon. I'm sure there are scientists that have sat and thought this through over and over again and tried to come up with the calculation for those three and which one is more likely to sustain life for a longer period of time. What are you looking up? I was just seeing about ocean colonization. Anything? Uh, well, it's like 10 pages of content notes I don't have time to read right now. We'll come back to that one. But for now, we are just thinking about, what about moon? Would that be considered outer space, or is that still within the realm of outside of the Earth's atmosphere? What are you asking? Do you think that in our lifetime we'll see colonies on the moon? I think if we see colonies on Mars, we can definitely see colonies on Moon. It it depends on who's spending the money and why they want to be there. Like anybody who wants to mine the Moon, yeah, I guess you'd have to establish some kind of small colony for your workforce. If you're having humans do the work, if you're using robots to do all of your mining, then you wouldn't need a colony. You just would maybe need a place for them to recharge and store themselves out of, outside of a dust storm, right? That's true. Then you're not having to raise food and stuff. And that's the difference between what Musk is trying to do and, and perhaps what other people are trying to do. He is intent on creating a civilization, not just a commercial enterprise. Because if he wanted to just create a commercial enterprise, say mining Mars, he wouldn't be spending as much time thinking about how to get people there. He would be more concerned about what kind of robots do I need? What kind of work do they need to do? How often can I move that product back to planet Earth? A little off the subject, I saw something about, uh, I don't know where I saw it right now. I probably shouldn't bring it up. But it was the idea of having these ships in orbit, I think, around us, around the Earth, where they created colonies of people. And they said they could put like a trillion people into space doing this. That would be cool. I haven't looked into that. It's kind of like creating a almost like a ring, a ring around the planet, right? Where yeah, you're still not that far from terra firma, but you're you're in space and you can stay up there. I know that Virgin Galactic is pitching itself as space tourism, where there's like they had talked about doing like a space hotel. You go up and you spend overnight and do a thing and then come back. 
creating a living environment up there for long-term living certainly could be a viability based on that. I wonder what those people would do to make a living. It may have been Jeff Bezos was talking about it, but he said basically, imagine having um, a thousand Einsteins and a thousand Mozarts. Because they're floating around the planet? I don't understand. He's saying because when if you can do that, the variety of people that it would generate would be the equivalent of if you would be able to have a lot more geniuses in the world, and a lot more artistic people, or not in the world, but in the galaxy. So he's saying we're sort of at our cap of the number of people on the planet. We're like 8 billion or something, right? And the higher you get, the less resources you have to go around. So he's saying let a bunch of people reproduce in space and create a trillion new souls. So therefore you maybe get some more Einsteins and some more Mozarts. Where are they going to get their resources? How are they going to eat? Right? Like the planet can't sustain a trillion people. It sounded much more clever when he said it, but I'm assuming or I believe that what he's trying to say is that each one of these vessels will be self-sustained. You know, people will have jobs. They'll be a part of a collective, so to speak, that will work together. You know, some have food, some provide music, some provide uh, mechanics. There's plumbers, there's everything to keep these floating worlds going on. Okay, let's go look. Jeff Bezos foresees a trillion people living in millions of space colonies. Here's what he's doing to get the ball rolling. At a slick media event in Washington last Thursday, uh, this was published on May 15, 2019, billionaire Jeff Bezos announced that his rocket company, Blue Origin, is developing a moon lander that can deliver cargo and astronauts to lunar surface by 2024. In particular, he worries that technological process progress depends on an ever-growing supply of energy. Within a couple of centuries, he said, will help outstrip Earth of that. So his solution, move off the planet and into space colonies, enormous ones, and lots of them. Large structures, mile on end, they hold a million people or more each. Yep, and I would have a great job if that happened. I would just set up right here on Earth and have a star link to each one, and I would show them how to grow ganja. That's it. That's all I do the rest of my life. Be happy. Because there's all that many more new Bob Marley's and Jack Carrera's and Eddie Lepps that can now be born in the universe. Uh-huh. This is my thought about it. Okay. There'd probably be about 25 new arthroposes out there, too, even though there'd only be one of those, huh? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Well, you'll have your work cut out for you. Get it work cut out for you? That was a play on words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Okay, we'll talk more about these kind of silly things later. Okay. Bye. See ya. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family.
This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.